All right, all right. Welcome to the very first episode of X and Z Reviews. Yes, yes, and uh, I'm already being looked at. I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you why I came up with that title. It, it was hard to do because it's all about remakes, and I was going back and forth, and I was trying to come up with something. But X and Z works. So anyway, uh, I'm Dave Z. And this is Frankie Z. Boom. And this is how we do it. We don't do any editing. Anyone that listens to me knows that I'm not going to edit this. So it's going to be a one-take sucker. And that's what we're going to do. So it is what it is. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, we've discussed it on, on the group page before. The concept is to take a movie and its remake in the horror genre, which people seem to like both, and letting somebody her age look at these movies and talk a little bit about them, and then she can tell us which one she likes more and why, and just a, a little, a small, short discussion about that. And that's it. I think it's a really good idea because, well, first of all, hold on. Let me tell you why it's X and Z, Frankie. Okay? So. Can I guess? Yeah. Generation X and Generation Z? Uh, of course. There you go. So you are aware of all that. Well, yeah. Okay. Because I didn't think your first name started with an X. Well, no. But but it's Z fits in, not just because you're Generation Z, but because of the podcast. I'm Dave Z and you're Frankie Z. Yeah. And then the podcast, it's Z-E-E. So I'm going to spell it like Generation X and Z-E-E. See? X and Z. Oh, yeah. Get it? So it, it's something. How clever. Yeah, see? Okay, let's talk about Generation X. I was looking at this, um, because I didn't know what they were called. I knew they weren't called millennials, but although people always mistake them for, say, the same way that people her age sometimes mistake people our age for baby boomers, when we know that's not true. So I said, I want to look it up. So I just straight up Googled people born after year 2000. What are they called? And then I went to this page, and it was describing everything. So just for fun, and as a little introduction... I'm going to go into that quickly. Okay. Generation X. People born between 1960 and 1979. I was born in 1972. So there you have it. Are often referred to as the MTV generation. Although, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be called that because the original MTV was awesome. Uh, okay. They were the first generation to not see continuous improvement of the quality of life. Thus, their subsequent anger rebellion was reflected predominantly through music, punk rock, metal, and grunge. Interesting. Okay, they should have rap in there too, but either way. Okay, Generation Z. People born from 2000 up to the present day. Wow, 20 years. Okay. Have been raised with screens. Gen Zers have been saturated with advertising, are the most tech savvy, and are very much influenced by vloggers and internet celebs. Not really. No? I mean, I'm not like every other basic person. I, I don't... Celebrities aren't my thing. I don't follow people. I just be my own person. I'm not like, um... I don't know. I, I just don't have a thing for celebrities. I'm not interested in, in anyone. Like, I don't follow anyone. I just stay out of it. Well, not just regular celebrities. They're talking about, like, uh, internet celebrities. That's what I'm saying. I don't... So you don't have any influence for, like... You don't have certain YouTubers YouTubers that you like and things like that? I do, but they're not considered celebrities. They're just smaller channels that... Oh, know. they're just like... Okay. They're only channels of like a million subscribers. It's it's, not, they're not really considered celebrities on the platform. It's like what I aspire to be. Okay. <laughs> not not even a million subscribers on, on, on our best day. But who knows? Maybe someday they'll look back on this and it'll be me and you and one of us will be famous. 
probably you. It's probably not going to be me. But I don't really have any qualities to be famous. <laughs> well, do I have qualities to be famous? Well, yeah, yeah, you do. You're um, you're obsessed with horror movies. That doesn't make somebody that a lot, everyone I talk to is obsessed. <laughs> no, with I mean movies. like you're really, really obsessed with them. Like that's all you talk about. That's all you watch. Like I don't know. <laughs> but does obsession lead to celebrity? Hmm. Well, no, what I'm saying is that, you know, if you have like a YouTube channel of your own and you're like very um, going back to, you know, reviewing all these and having like facts and like, oh, well, I met this person, you know, not all, not everyone has done that. Not, every, not everyone has this collection of yours that you have in your basement. You don't have, they don't have that story to tell. You have that story to tell. I have something, but, uh, but I'm small potatoes compared to some of my friends. Like, you look at my collection, and it's nice and everything, and I have this and that and the other thing, but compared to other people that I know, that I'll show you their YouTube channels after, they, they like, you know, they have, like, three to five times what I have. Make a whole big channel, then, with discussions. Maybe we should do it. Maybe you and I should review every single movie in, in our library here, alphabetically, A to Z. Ooh, Z-E-E -E again. We can, let's see. Hmm. Anyway, one idea at a time. See, that's what I go. I start thinking about ways to promote and get and get bigger and have this happen and get some eyes on us and, you know, you never know. Maybe you and I can do it together. So that's how we'll be famous, but I doubt it. But it's good to have dreams, right? Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, what this show is going to be about, at least initially, I mean, if we have a lot of fun and she really takes to it and we do like five, six, seven of these and then we need more material, we might just, it might spin off into something else. So... Why why put us in a box and call it remake something or review something? So I just figure, hey, what what is it called again? Generation X and Z or X and Z reviews? X and Z, yeah. X and Z reviews? It's not, that, it's not a whole big title. It's just X and Z reviews. It was reviews. It's a mouthful to say Generation X and no, Generation I, Z reviews. I, I wasn't going to say that. So X and Z reviews. Okay, hopefully, and even even if we don't review one day, we can still call it that. Who's going to care? Right? That'll be the joke. Maybe we'll get real big, have a YouTube channel, and people say, why do they call this reviews? They're not even reviewing. They're just talking about something. You know? Who knows? Of course, you got all kinds of people saying negative stuff in the, you know, the YouTube uh, comment section anyway. It's not going to matter. Oh, well. Yeah, whatever. They can give us thumbs down or whatever they want to go. Oh, although this this is just for Patreon. Thumbs right? down on an amateur channel. This is just for, I know it is silly, but that's what people do. This is uh, this is just for Patreon right now. Who knows? Maybe we'll branch it out to YouTube. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, the very next day, people are going to be taking clips from this and saying that we're famous now. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Well, there's only going to be people on our Patreon listening to it right now. I think, unless we do something else, but at least get this started over here with these guys because they deserve it and, and they want it. People have been, you know, they voted on it. They voted on different movies, which I should pull that up. I should discuss some of the uh, some of the movies that we were, that, that had come up, that we actually, you know, we mentioned it in, in the page that we were going to do this. And I hate Grandpa Joe. How about that? It was the first thing that come up. <laughs> You know, there's this whole thing about Grandpa Joe now. People don't like him. Who's Grandpa Joe? <laughs> you know who Grandpa Joe is, Willy Wonka. Oh, so are they canceling Grandpa Joe? Canceling? 
Oh, you mean like they're not gonna have Willy Wonka anymore? They're gonna boycott it? <laughs> yeah, they're boycotting um, Grandpa Joe. How it do you not know what canceling is? Canceling. Well, well canceling is—it's it, an expression, I guess now, but it, there is a whole meaning of the word canceling. Shows get canceled all the time. No, it's a different way. That's that what means... I'm trying to say. <laughs> I didn't know that that was the actual term for it. Yeah, it because is. Because I, I don't care, you know. So let, let me see if I could pull this thing up. See, this is how we do it. We just, wherever the road takes us, this is how we do it. So let's see if I can write in, um, let's see, remake, and, and see if it comes up. Okay, here it is, see? Please vote on which movies would be best for original and remake reviews of Frankie Z. Feel free to add, and we will eventually be the top vote-getters. So the top vote-getter, actually, is not what we're doing tonight. But I went for the one that I thought would be the easiest to do. Uh, the, the top vote-getter was Dawn of the Dead. It had 28 votes. The second top vote-getter was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which that's what we're doing today. Then after that, there was Evil Dead, Child's Play, Hills Have Eyes, Night of the Living Dead, The Thing, The Blob, Maniac, The Fly, The Ring, Amityville Horror, and there we go. So, not sure which ones we're going to do. I think we're going to just take it as it comes. Like, let's see how this one goes. I have an idea about Maniac for a certain reason, and I'll get to that later, and the reason why I think that'll be a good one to do. But we're going to start off with Texas Chainsaw Massacre today. So, which, okay, Frankie, what is your history with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, either one of these? What do you mean history? History as far as what do you know about them, have you seen them, uh, you know, thoughts before sitting down today and watching them. What, what, what is your, you know... Your life's history with it. What do you what you, what do you know about them or, or not know? I'm pretty sure I saw the original Texas Chainsaw um, a couple years back, like when I was younger. I don't remember if it was in this very house or just um, remember used to live, but I do remember seeing it and I remember hearing it was based off something, some real serial killer. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. So no, no really vivid memories. Even when we did watch it once in the past, you didn't really have too much of a of a recollection. No. Okay. Uh, now, how, how about the remake? Did you know that there was a remake? Yeah, because you told me. Well, before <laughs> before I told you. No, but you told me in the past. Oh. Before we were doing this whole thing. I didn't even know we were doing it today, but you you told me in the past. You know, I don't, I don't know. You're talking about either you're going on about it or you're watching it, but you said, oh, yeah, there's a remake because it was somehow in, like, a conversation. Oh, okay. All right. So, first and foremost... There's something I want to mention about this whole thing. When we go into this thing, when we watch these, like today, we watch them back to back. We watch the original, we watch the remake. This is the way I want to do it. I want it to be 100% genuine. Even though there was a few times when I, 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 I wanted to say some things to her, but I didn't. Even one or two things that she brought up or I brought up, we started, and then I, I kind of put a stop to it and said, okay, save it for the show. Save it for then. I don't want to know about all the thoughts now. It'll be better when we do it on the show. And... Most importantly, I don't want my views to impact her whatsoever. And I always say this. I think that's cheating. I, I don't want to show my daughter something and say, oh, hey, this movie's really great. Watch it. Or ah, I'm not really into the sequel, but you might like it. I don't even want to say anything like that. I want to go in with a real clean slate. Now, I might have said things years ago before I ever dreamed of doing a podcast with her that, that she may have remembered. And, you know, that's just regular conversation. But, you know, the last few years, 
knowing that she was going to somehow be involved more ever since, I mean, geez, she's the first time she did anything. She was 10 with, with the show, the 10 year old horror fan. That's how this whole thing started. Think about that. 10 and, and now she's 14. Almost 15. Almost 15. So it's pretty crazy. But I don't want to have my views because then it's, you know, it's not real. I want it to be real. I want, you know, people to hear what she has to say. I don't want my views to be what her views are going to be because then it, it's like cheating. It's no fun. It's just it's just not for me. So anyone that's listening, know that right away. I, I will not influence her about anything. Have I said anything at all? about this movie or the remake to you, like as far as how I feel about them. Go ahead, be honest. That's what we're here for. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I said, have I said anything to you about this movie, about the original or the remake? No, you haven't. You just said that there is a remake, so I said, okay. Okay, so she doesn't know my thoughts. She doesn't know if I like one more than the other or how I, whatever it is, she doesn't know. I mean, she obviously knows that I'm a fan of the original. I have a shirt. I got, the, I got the poster right in that. She knows that I care about that. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, but that's all she knows. She doesn't know. She might, I might love the remake as much as the original. Love it more. Who knows? The thing about my room is if I have a poster up, posters now just suck. Let's just face it. There's very few modern posters that I would even hang in this house. So just like my VHS boxes, I may not even like the movies. I just like the box art sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm about the box art. Like that movie there. Curtains. Mausoleum, they're okay. They're not They're not my favorite movies by any means. There's, there's movies I like much more than them. But I just happen to think the box art is great. So that's, that's what I display. So, yes, Texas Chainsaw. You know, there was something else I really wanted to say about all of this and, and, and what we were going to get into. Well, I already forgot, so maybe it'll come later. So anyway, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original was 19... Oh, this is what it was. This is what I wanted to say. I think... Talking to a Generation Zer is the most authentic way for somebody to watch movies from the past, the present, you know, different, different decades, and get a fair representation of something. Because people from my age are going to say it's nostalgia. You love you love everything from the '80s by default, all that stuff. Then you have the Scream era kids; they love everything new. It's by default. They're going to like that more, everything. I think that people that were not alive to see any of them released, I think that's the way to go. Go in, say, here, this one was made a year before, you know, you were born, and this other one was made a long time before you were born, but they're not your generation. So it's like, okay, here's the remake, here's the original. Watch them. Tell me what you think. And I think it's it's a fun experiment, but I think you get an accurate, a more accurate representation an unbiased opinion, if you will. Because, you know, it's just the way it is. Everybody gravitates towards what they grew up with. But if you really want to get an opinion, show to someone that's never seen them before and then say, okay, here's movie A, here's movie B, this was this decade, this was this decade. Tell me what you think about it. So that's why I think it's cool. I mean, there are going to be some, like Maniac was from 2012, the original was from 1980. Yes, she was alive in 2012, obviously. But... I don't know. I, I just think she she didn't watch it then. It's not her generation. She was only eight, you know. So either way, that's why I think this will be cool. So enough jibber jabber about that. Let's get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode, if you will, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> so we have part one, 1974. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, 
Frankie. Let's now what we did in the past. She did such a job. She did such, and I, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm bragging because she's she's my daughter and I can't help it. But I couldn't help but, but be impressed with when we did the sinister reviews. How she took such detailed notes and went through it, you know, beat by beat. I can't even do that. And she did a really good job. She was very thorough. This time going in, I said, we're not going to do it like that. This is more of a discussion than a review, which is going to be comparing and then you saying what you like more. I said, just take some a little note here and a little note there. Granted, we just finished watching them. So I don't think she has the kind of memory that I have where she doesn't remember anything. I think it's all pretty fresh in her head. So she may not need me so much. So who knows? This might take one minute. It might take an hour. To, to have this discussion. I, I don't know, but I think this is the best way to do it. So I'll stop now. Francesca, this is what it's all about. We go to you. Texas Chainsaw 19th. Don't say anything about comparing yet. Don't give a rating. We're going to give ratings at the end, both of us, if we want to. And then we'll save that there. But the Texas Chainsaw, the original 1974. What can you say about it? Are there pros and cons? What do you like, not like? What, what's your general feelings on that movie? Uh, well, let me think. I really, I really enjoyed the movie, honestly. Like, um, <laughs> the first time I watched it, it wasn't, it didn't really stick with me because I didn't pay so much attention to details since I knew I wasn't going to do a show on it. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just watching a movie, like, you know. But now that I'm looking, you know, more into it, I'm seeing all, like, the details and stuff, which I'll talk about later. I have a few notes about, um, some stuff that comes up later on, but yeah, um, I, I just really enjoyed the movie, except um, <laughs> there's some parts where I, I didn't understand with the, um, I don't know, I don't think it's really relevant, but just, like, with the angle of some things, like, um, you know, with the hook, I, I, don't, I don't know if, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what about the hook? I'll probably know the answer if there's an answer to be. Because in the second movie, it showed what happened with the hook, but in this movie, it doesn't really show. I don't, I can't tell if it's, like, hanging on to clothing when, um, or it went through the person, because, I don't know. Oh, well, the implication, the implication is that it goes through the person, because even if it went through clothing, the clothing would just rip and the person would fall, and the reaction of the girl when she's put on the hook in part one is of nothing but pain, so it's just, you know. Yeah, but there's a stronger reaction in the second part, that's why I was just wondering if she was just on there, like, stuck between her clothing, I didn't think... Oh, no, no. The, the implication is that, that she's being punctured. She's being hung on the meat hook. Oh. And, of course, she dies from it. And, or does she die from it? She didn't die from it. She got thrown in the freezer after and then came up for a minute. You're right. But still, the reason that what they do in the remake is they do show it to you. That's the aspect of showing it to you now. And there's two different lines of thinking on that. Some people think that sometimes, even though most people tend to like gore, a lot of people think that sometimes in certain type of kills and in certain scenes it's almost better not to see something because your imagination is going to do more than what they're going to show on the screen so a lot of people will say that about part one they'll say i'm glad they didn't show the hook going into the girl in the original because i think it's better to let your imagination you know dictate that for you but in the in the remake they did yeah they they, they made you more aware that it was definitely going in but that, that that is a good question. I never, I never thought that anybody would have thought that it, that it wasn't actually impaling her. But it didn't look like it was impaling her because I don't know. 
she didn't really show as much pain as in like the second part it, you, you can tell but probably because they didn't show the whole um you know the blood and all that so different type. Any. Yeah, different type of movie okay all right anything else you could say i can't really think that's quite all right um so texas chainsaw 74 that was your basic that was your only real question you enjoyed the movie and that was your your one observation you weren't 100 percent sure about the hook yeah okay all right right on um now to the remake 2003 what can you say about that i like i i really like that movie too like i don't think usually i prefer the older movies but this one i just i like it just as much because there's like a lot of references to it and stuff like um well some i guess something my dad didn't even notice but um when when you can see all those things on the door, like in like the beginning, like right when the door opens and like that bracelet falls off of the the door handle, that's actually um, Pam's bracelet. Yeah, from the original. Yeah, she mentioned that to me. She saw, and I don't know, I, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say this on a podcast. I, I would have thought that I would have remembered. I don't know if this is groundbreaking to me. I felt like this is the first time I heard it, but with the first time they go into the house, the um the new house you know for 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 the remake the big building where the guy is in you know the guy in a wheelchair and other faces in there and whatnot apparently there's uh, some things on a doorknob uh, when the door opens and those cartoons are on the on the TV remember oh yeah yeah they were they were watching like a black and white cartoon or something mm-hmm. yeah and there was like some feathers on there and some bones maybe yeah and something fell off and the camera panned into it and it was um Pam's bracelet yeah it was like a charm bracelet right yeah so as soon as she saw it she said she said that's the bracelet from the girl from part 1 or from the original i said what so i think it's awesome that you discovered that i i never even in a million years i would have never thought that so that's one nice little uh a little nod to the original. That's cool. And I don't know who has noticed that before. So, so very good. Okay, so let's talk about the characters. You have. Let's talk about the kids from part one. You have Franklin. See, they're 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 so different. These movies in, in certain ways. You don't have a. In the original, you have Franklin. You have the kid in the wheelchair bugging about bugging out about everything, and then you have Sally, his sister, who becomes the final girl. Then you have Pam, and then you have, uh, I forget the other boy's name, I'm sorry. But you have those kids, let me look, it's right here anyway. Jerry, there you go. (laughs) Jerry, Franklin, Kirk, and then you have Pam and Sally, of course. So you have those, let's just talk about the kids. Uh, To compare the kids from the original to the remake, how do you feel about that? Do you have? Do you think one crew is better than the other? Uh, is there anybody uh, that, that you really liked out of them that, that you gravitate to or, or dislike? Or do you have anything to say about the characters? I think the original crew was kind of better than the newer crew because the newer crew, they were, like, all divided. They had, like, different um, aspects on, like, the situation, like, you know, what they, they should do with the um, with the body. Like, they were, like, torn in between, and they, there was tension between... Um, What's his face? Because he didn't want to. Um, he want he didn't want to make his girl even matter. I guess. Oh, but, Kemper. Mm-hmm. Kemper. Which I thought it was a weird name for a kid in 1973. Uh, Kemper seems like a 
the name of a Generation Z person, in my opinion. But I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, I, I just think they're all, like, all torn. Like, they had, like, different, you know, they didn't all think the same. If they all put their put their heads together and decided on one thing, like, quick, they probably would have gone out that situation quicker. But they had to start, uh, stop and argue about it. There was arguing. They had Kemper. We had Morgan, the kid with the glasses. Um, and what was the other kid's name? Andy? Was that his name? I guess it was Andy. And the girls, we have Aaron, who was the final girl, and the other girl, Pepper. And then... Okay, yeah, they had different type of tension going on in in the second one. The second one, they had to deal with the body and the police and the other stuff. It wasn't just go into a place and get killed, and then where did they go and let's go find them. There was, there was more going on. Is that a, a positive or a negative? That, that's a matter of opinion, I suppose, but it's definitely different. So Okay, so you prefer the gang in part one better as far as the uh, the kids. We always yeah. have a visit from a cat. It's okay. He just scared me. No, okay. So now let's talk about the antagonists here. In part one, you have the hitchhiker. You have Leatherface himself. And then you have the older brother, also known as the cook. And then you got Grandpa. And in the next movie, you have Leatherface, of course. You have the officer, um, Hoyt, Sheriff Hoyt. Uh, you have his mother, you had the other two ladies that were in the trailer, and then you had the lady at the um, at the store. Which set of uh, villains do you prefer, the original or the remake? The original, because um, <laughs> it looks like I'm all nodding to the original, but trust me, I really did re- like the remake. But it's just the original. I don't know. Like with the hitchhiker, I I just loved him. He was he was funny to me. <laughs> And I don't know, I always just like the crazy people in the movies. Like, I don't know, they add, like, a lot more spice to, like, the plot. I don't know, I just really like him. Uh, he's great. I think that the, yeah, I think that the original Hitchhiker is, as far as a, a talking role for, for the villains, he does all the talking in the original for the most part, or, or a lot of it. And in the second one, a lot of the, a lot of the talking will be from the sheriff. Two different type of characters, both crazy, just just in different ways. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I you know, I have to agree with uh with what you're saying so far, for sure. What about Leatherface himself? You have two characters that are exactly the same, portrayed a little different. In the first one you don't get to know a lot about him. You know that he wears a mask, you know that people keep coming to his house and he's more worried than anything, so he's killing them. And then in the second one, he's kinda of coming at them when they come to the house, almost like he's being a dog being sicked on by other people, saying, Okay, bring it, the one guy says and the other So he's coming out and killing and then you do see him take his face off and he just has like a nose missing, like and they say that he had a bad childhood and that he had um a you know skin disease. a skin disease. what's your opinion on um all of that and just comparing the leather faces exactly? I like when um Leatherface kinda remain like anonymous like as you didn't know like why he was doing the killing why he wore a mask it just added so many more questions and I really enjoyed like trying to like guess like you know why is he wearing the mask like you know is there something wrong with his face or is it like to conceal his identity or something is it like a nod to the serial killer did he well obviously yeah but yeah no, I feel you. I I think it's usually better. That's something that they, they tend to do in remakes a lot. You'll notice when we watch the Halloween one that in some people really can't stand when they do that. That they they'll take the um 
they'll take the killer in, in a remake and they'll give him more backstory as, as to why. There's a, a lot of time spent on that in Halloween, in the Halloween remake, which I don't think you've seen. And um, they do it in, geez, what's the other one? Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, eh, maybe a little bit, a little more. But I mean, that that is something that, that in, in the post-2000 era has been a big thing, explaining. And it's some, it's highly debated in the uh, amongst the fans. Some people like that they remain anonymous, as you said. Some people like getting more backstory. Everybody's different. You know, so, so that's cool. But what about the portrayal of Leatherface? Not not just the characteristics, but the guy running around doing the killing, wielding the chainsaw. Do you have a preference as to how he looks, acts, things like that? Like if who's scarier or which performance did you like better? Do you have an, an opinion on that? No, not really. They they pretty much acted the same to me. Like I didn't really see any differences. They both you know, wield the chainsaw in the air and stuff, and did that little um. Yeah. So that was a good... You liked the fact when they did the remake, you thought that he did a pretty good job as being a new Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the difference is that the first one, he seems more confused. You know what I mean? That there was a little more, like, torment. He was, like, worried about things and stuff like that and, and like, more fearful of his brothers. Where in the new one, he was just kind of, like... He seemed more determined, you know? Especially, like, in the final chases and all that. He, he had his, his sights set. On, on getting her. And that is one thing about the remake that I did like is that we actually got a slasher-type final chase scene. And I, I never really thought about it before. I mean, there are those chases in the first one. It's really right after Franklin gets killed where he chases Sally, and then they have the dinner scene, and then they have the end, and then she busts out, and there's a little more of a chase. So you have a chase scene there, and you have a little chase at the end. But in this one, you have almost a slasher-style chase. In the remake, that is in the end when she's hiding and they get back to the meat plant and she's hiding in the things and that felt like a slasher movie. Like, it's highly debated whether the original was a slasher movie or not. I tend to say no, it doesn't seem like it. And that's one of the reasons why. You don't have that, although, I will say we do have a final girl and I do think that Sally is probably a, a top three final girl ever. Her screaming alone, her performance and everything that poor girl, poor girl goes through I think is one of the best performances we've had. How, how do you feel about that, the final girl? We have Sally in the first one. We have Aaron in the new one. Do you have any any feels about them and, and what they went through in their performances? And Yeah, Sally took, like, a lot more torment than um, Aaron did. She didn't really get hurt. She just got wet, and she just watched um, her boyfriend die. I mean, but I think the other Sally, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the Sally, I think she's, um... I don't know, I get vibes that, like, um, right after that, like, it's something that's going to be traumatizing to her and she's not going to be the same person, but I don't really give that vibe of, like, Aaron. Like, Aaron just seems fine by then in the movie. Although she was kind of acting like the hitchhiker in that movie was in the beginning, and I think they did that on purpose. And Well, yeah, I, they did. I've seen, I've, I've seen people criticize that, saying that five minutes ago she seemed fine, she was with it, and then as soon as that guy picks her up, she's falling apart and she's, like, babbling and saying, no, 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 good there. It's just... I'm not saying that's my criticism. I'm saying I've heard other people use that as a criticism, saying that she seemed fine just right before that. But that's that's not such a big deal. And I'm with you. But I do like Erin as a final girl because what occurred to me is that she had smarts to do some things that a lot of times you don't see. First of all, she, you know, she was more she was a good person. She was more concerned with making sure that she left with her boyfriend. She wasn't going to leave without him. She didn't want the girl after the girl hitchhiker killed herself. She wanted to make sure 
that they didn't just leave her on the side of the road like garbage or at that place. She was a very good person. She was caring. She, you know, again, at the end, she went back to make sure that that baby that she knew was kidnapped, she rescued the baby. She gets away. And, and after she runs over Hoyt, the sheriff, she has the presence of mind. She has the smarts to go back on and do it again and make sure he's dead. How many times do you see a final girl or any girl in a movie or victim, you know, assume somebody's dead when they're not and they pay the price. So I will have to give props for her being a, a pretty good final girl. I mean, again, Sally, Sally. Like like I said, she's like a top three for me. We got Sally and we got, you know, we got Lori and Ginny, you know, in, in my opinion, as the big three. But, yeah. There was something you said to me. Oh, no, no. There was something you said when we were watching the movie and I was going to ask you about this in the remake. Uh... What would you have done if you were in that position when you picked up a hitchhiker, the girl killed herself, you go over to that place, they say, well, the cop's not going to come here. You have to go to the officer, which is already a strange situation. And you're on your way to go to a concert and what else. Would you feel the need? Would you be okay with taking that girl, the dead girl, and leaving her at that store or leaving her at the mill like a piece of trash, like what's her name said not to do, and go on your way? Do you think that it was a, a, an odd set of circumstances while they were being asked to do that? Like if you were in that position, what would your opinion be on what to do? Well, well, first of all, I if someone, I don't know, shot themselves like that, I already had like enough experience of that. I couldn't even look at them, so I wouldn't even try to take them out of the car. I just, I don't know. And... I always thought it was suspicious, like, the way, um, she told her that she, um, the lady had to tell, um, was it either, it was Pam or Sally, right? I mean, not, no, it wasn't. In part, in the, in the, in the remake? Yeah. You thought it was No, original. Okay, yeah, Pam and Sally were the two girls. No, so. I'm saying, who did she talk to? Who did she tell that they had to go over to the mill? Oh, well, wait a minute here. She told one of the boys. Right, but wait a minute. You're, I'm talking about the remake. I'm talking about the remake with the dead body. That's when they had to go back to the mill. It yeah, that's the, what I'm talking about. Oh, the woman inside the the the, the shop. Yeah. Actually, Hoyt's mother, the one that runs the shop with the with the pigs in there, the delicatessen, whatever it was. She told them that she was on the phone with the sheriff, and the sheriff said. He's going to be here in two hours, or you can go go up to the mill and meet him there. Yeah, I'm just saying, who did she tell that to? Oh, who did she tell that to? Oh, whatever. Uh, one of the boys, Kemper, or the other one? Yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say now. But, yeah, I wouldn't really stick with that. I don't know. It just seems suspicious. I had to go over there with a dead body. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. I just... Nah. But you Plus, wouldn't... she she didn't even, she wouldn't you know she didn't even give them the phone she had, did it herself so, and I don't really trust people to just do that I just feel you know can I use your phone don't you know the other people dial it for you you have to do it yourself or just go somewhere else if you thought the situation was already nerve wracking I just go to someone else's someone else's house maybe I don't know further further away that's true that probably is the smarter thing to do. Just not take their word for it. Go elsewhere. Never thought about that. It just—it always occurred to me that I think that if I was in that position, I would have said, "Listen, the sheriff already knows about this. This is enough for me. I don't need to be any deeper than I, I would have probably wanted to leave her at the at, at the first place where his mother was." 
You know, and I know it sounds bad, but I mean, if if they're going to give you the runaround like that, what kind of sheriff would say, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. None. So it's already suspicious. Right. And I, I don't think I it would make me a bad person to do that. Like, ordinarily, I wouldn't just take a body that, I, of course, I, I, you know, it's like the girl said, you know, this girl has a family and everything else, and it's not the proper way to, you know, to treat human life or, or, you know, human death in this case. It's not the way you should do it, but... I think I would be nervous enough that I'd be like, I'm just going to leave the body. Let's take her out and leave her here and be on our way because this is all, it's too messed up. That, that I'm with you there. I would feel that. Okay, here's what I wanted to ask you. This is something that, that stuck out to me between the two movies more than anything. Number one, uh, the soundtrack. The first couple minutes of part one, you hear noises, and you hear noises throughout. It's kind of hard to call it a score or a soundtrack. It's just strange noises that are kind of off-putting and, and creepy. And I really like that that style. Now, I noticed almost right away when, you, when you're watching the remake that you're getting a lot of that... You're getting orchestral. You're getting music. You're getting jump scare sounds, and you're getting real music. And that's like... A lot of times you see that in modern film, where back in the 70s... It was more, it was more subtle. You would have a chase scene, like when she was getting chased with the chainsaw, Sally, the first time, right after Franklin gets killed. They're just running. All you hear is just like a little background noise and the chainsaw running and her and her running from Leatherface. Where the new movie, when there's a chase scene going on, it's accompanied by by music. Now, I'm I'm not just talking about this movie in particular. I'm talking about films in particular, modern compared to those of the past. What do you think about that? Because you said you didn't really notice. But now that I pointed it out to you, can you tell the difference between like older movies and, and newer movies, the, uh, the way the, the score is done? Like, you know what I'm getting at? And, yeah. and do you have a preference? Well, yeah, I can probably tell. But the only thing is with movies, I don't really pay attention to, um, I don't know, just the background. I don't pay attention to the background music unless someone says something. Not even like when there's a jump scare. I just don't. I don't listen to the music. I'm too focused on the plot and what the characters are saying. Like, the music just drowns out for me. I don't pay attention to it. But you did notice right away that the soundtrack for the new movie, for the Texas Chainsaw 03, had similarities to The Shining. Yeah. You said it to me a couple of times. So you pick up on that. You do hear it because it's something familiar. But I guess for you, it just blends in. It doesn't stick out. No, it doesn't. Now, do you have a preference? Do you think it's scarier... Or do you not even have any opinion really on it? Like, it's a take or to leave. Do you think it's scarier to have the music or to not have the music? Not have music. Music gives it away. I agree. Although sometimes soundtrack is amazing. You can watch a movie like Suspiria or The Shining, and there's certain moments where the music is great, but it's it's more of background. It's not necessarily accompanying the action on the screen at that time. If... I think you know what I mean, that it's not set up for a certain thing. But, yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. So, what else? Is there anything else you want to add about these two movies not before we wrap it up? You, I know you took some notes. Is there any anything else uh, question-wise or just, you know, anything you wanted to point out about them? No, I didn't really take much notes because I was worried I'd take too much. No, that's okay. So No, that, that's fine. Uh, it's funny because when the movie started, the original Texas Chainsaw, at the beginning it says a Vortex slash Henkel slash Hooper production. And the first thing she said, she goes, oh, she goes, at first I thought that was like a website with all the slashes there. And I, I thought that was kind of cool. It, it's some, something at her age would um, 
immediately, you know, gravitate to that. Now, the opening credits of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 74, to me, the first couple minutes of that with just the music and the stuff, we don't even know what that stuff is in the background. First, you see the bones and everything else and, the you know, the body, the corpse in the graveyard, and then you hear that ding, ding, and then you hear the and all that stuff, and they're doing that. To me, the first couple minutes of just the credits are scarier than anything that happens in the remake at all. And I'm not knocking the remake. I'm just saying that there's nothing, in my opinion, that's scary about it. What do you think about that? Do you Did anything scare you in either of them? No. Did anything creep you out? No, nothing creeps me out in movies. Nothing in movies really scare me. That's the thing. Like, people sit through horrible movies and they get scared. It's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get any sleep tonight. I'm so scared. And I'm like, well... You know, <laughs> these movies don't scare me. They never have. Not, not not the old ones, not the new ones. The jump scares, oh, more in the newer movies, the jump scares can usually be, you know, <laughs> picked out because, you know. Telegraphed. Um, yeah, because, yeah. like, during, I don't know, like, the end or, like, where you think everything's all good, there's obviously going to be a jump scare, probably. But, I don't know, I can just tell when there's jump scares. And even if I don't, they just don't scare me. Like, I'm not... The one screaming in the theater and crying because of over like a jump scare. I don't know. I notice that with people. I don't get scared with movies. Movies don't scare me. Well, what about being made to feel uncomfortable? Some things do that to you. Tiny things. Tiny things like, I don't know, slicing your hand open. Tiny gore things make me uncomfortable. Not even the big things like... All the movies I've seen, I've seen seen worse than just someone slicing their hand open. But those tiny things bother me so much. Like, I can't look at stuff like that. You know what I can't look at? Eyeballs. That dinner scene with Sally in part one when they keep focusing on her her eyeballs. Oh, yeah, no, I don't like that either. Really? How come? (laughs) Because I heard stuff, I I don't know. It's just anything with eyes makes me uncomfortable because eyes are so delicate and... Yeah. Grant... (laughs) Grand, my grandma told me a story about having her eyes scratched, and I'm like, oh my god, please don't talk about that. Cause, wow. Ugh. Yeah, I'm with you with that. Like, when the hitchhiker cuts his arm, cut, pardon me, cuts his hand, that's a little skittish. And then later on, when they slice her fingertip, yeah, I, I, and they I, put I it in grandpa's mouth, I agree. Those things are harder to watch. They, they skeeve you out a little bit. They're like, ooh, man, it's tough to look at. Certain things. I'm with you. Like, a beheading doesn't bother me. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm the same thing. But I do know another way. See, you and I are very familiar. We're very much alike in that respect where body horror bothers you too. And by body horror, I don't know if you know what, what that means. That's like, like okay, that's why that movie The Bay freaked you out. Because that's a, an infection. That's something that could happen. You can drink the water and it's bad and something can grow inside your skin. That See, it's the face she's making. That's what would bother you. I'm going to have to show you some of... Uh, some of David Cronenberg's work because he's the king of body horror and that stuff. Oh, no. But that's why I, I hate it and love it equally. I hate it because it freaks me out, but I love it because it has the ability that it can actually freak me out. Yeah. It's like, as I'm watching, I'm like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable, but I have to respect it. It's like, okay, that works. That freaks me out. You know, we're going to have to watch The Fly one of these times because I think that would, the things that happen to him, like anytime you're doing something and you lose control of your own body. That's a scary thought, right? Like, you know, something growing or you know. Oh, yeah, no. See? You're like me. That stuff that freaks me out too. So 
But I think occasionally you'll get scared of something. Something a jump scare will get you. Or... Not really. I have, I haven't been jump scared in like years, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like nothing. I have seen no jump scares that scared me. Wow. Or even made me jump. My mom, on the other hand, screams. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even even scare me. I I just um usually another person screaming would just make you jump, but no, still not. <laughs> Interesting. Well, we're going to find... One day we're going to watch something and you're going to jump more than once, I think. I think this will happen. So, we'll see. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, no edits. Sorry about that. Everything's okay. But uh, here's what I thought about in the remake. Why would they save the evidence like that? Remember how they reach into the that one car and they pull out the the, the, the water... Uh, that 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 jar of water and has the pictures in it of the girl, the, yeah. the hitchhiker and her family and, and the baby. First of all, they do it there, and second of all, they do it inside the trailer. Remember, she goes inside the trailer. Why, if you kidnapped a baby, why would you put that that family's picture up in your house with that baby? All you're doing is incriminating yourself. That I, I never thought about that until watching it this time. That was a bit of a problem that I had with you know with the plot of the new one. I don't really have any problems with the plot of the original. I just don't. There's nothing I can... I, I, I like the way it's paced perfectly and everything. I don't... And again, I have no issue with the with the remake, but I, I noticed it this time. I was like, that seems a little odd that they would keep things around that way. Just, I don't know, it doesn't work. And I also noticed that the new house looks like the Franklin house looked like in part one. Remember in part one, I call it, like it's a sequel. In the original... Remember they go to the old Franklin house and there's the spiders in the room and they go, you know, it's the first place they're going to. You know, it's like two floors. Doesn't that house kind of resemble the actual Texas Chainsaw house from the remake where everything takes place where they live? It's got two floors and, yeah. and things. Yeah. I, I don't think they did it on purpose. It just didn't occur to me until this time. So, you know, I have some little notes myself, but I'm not really going. Do you think that the, the, the brother, the oldest brother, wanted them to stay Remember he said, you guys don't want to go messing around that house. You don't want to take those girls to that house. You don't want to fool around there. He's saying, do you think he was saying that because he didn't want them to go there in fear that they were going to get killed? Or do you think he was just trying to sell some barbecue? Because they're like, oh, I stay here. We got barbecue. Do you think he's trying to make a buck? Do you think he's concerned about their health because he thinks that their brothers are going to kill him? Or do you think he just had some other reason? You know what? I just, I don't know. I feel like he's... I well, I don't know. I just think that he's um. First, he's trying to get some money from the barbecue. But second, the thing with me is that if someone tells you not to do something, you're gonna go do it. It's gonna make you curious. So I think he might have pulled that tactic. Oh, so you think he told them not to go because he's thinking because I tell them they're not gonna go, they're definitely gonna go now. Yeah, because you wow. know they're, they're like young and you know. I never he thought probably about thought that, that he'd take advantage of like the younger people just by doing that because it's like a whole um, right manipulation. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. But you, wow, you might be onto something. Very good. Okay, uh, I guess we're gonna get get to the nitty gritty of it here and wrap it up. Now, uh, okay, straight up, which one do you like better and why? I like both of them. I don't like like at. Uh, I don't like one um, less than the other. Like, usually, like I said this before, usually I prefer, like, the older one because, you know, oh, more, you know, the CGI, more real 
gore effects and all that stuff because I I love gore. Um, right on, just like me. I, I started really liking it, anyways. But um, yeah, both both satisfied my um quote unquote gore addiction. So <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay, so if you're gonna give them a number rating, one to ten, what would you give them? For um the remake, I'd say maybe maybe like in seven or an eight. And for the original, I'd say like a um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like an eight or a nine. They like they're they're both right there. Like right on. Okay, so it seems like a, a, there's a little bit of a, a more of a preference to the original. So if you were if you if you and I were moving. I always call it the desert island um, analogy. Like if they always say, if you're going to a desert island, you can you have to make a choice. You can only bring one. If you and I were going to a desert island for whatever reason, they said you can only bring one Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the from your collection, the original or the remake. Which one are you bringing? So in other words, you can only see one of those two for the rest of your um, life. For the rest of my life. Yeah, because you're going away to a desert island, so you can only bring one with you. So that's it. So that means the rest of your life, you, you pick one. There, there's two on your shelf. And they say, there's Texas Chainsaw 1974. There's Texas Chainsaw 2003. Grab one and take it. The other one you're never going to see again. This one you're going to see as many times as you want. That's oddly specific, but um, I'd say the, the original. I don't know why. I, I just like the original. Right I like on. the remake too, but the original, I don't know. I don't prefer the backstories. i just rather be anonymous because, you know... Most serial killers nowadays, they don't, well, just in general, they don't have a really a reason. They're just crazy, and I prefer them that way. I don't like having this whole emotional backstory like, oh, you should feel bad for them. Well, you really shouldn't. They're just crazy people in general. Right on. Well, for me, the original for me is it's in my top 10 horror movies ever, so it's a 10 out of 10 for me. And the remake, I'll give a 7.5. That's where I go. And I, I do like it. I just have a, a few bit of issues mostly my, I feel like it slows down a bit with the sheriff stuff, with all that stuff. It just doesn't seem like, and I, I shouldn't compare it. See, that's the problem. Anytime you compare, but that's what this particular show is about. But ordinarily, if you watch a horror movie that happens to be remake, you should just remove the original from your head and take it a, as a separate movie. And, and that will help you with your experience. I've learned that. It took a long time. But... There's something about, but it isn't because of the original. It's just I don't like any slasher type movie or anything like that where the threat for half an hour is a cop with a gun. It just doesn't. I don't know. It, it's I, I'm I like the way it's done in other movies better. It's just not my cup of tea in that respect. But again, I still like them both. So okay, well that's about it. We're gonna be out of here. That was episode one of X and Z reviews. So. We will see you all again. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Peace. Oh, okay. That was fun, huh? Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. And cold. And mom's making a lot of noise.